the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Come on, say, turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. Overflow. Turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. We can't but don't Welcome to Beyond the Veil, a ministry of Day Spring Chapel. Arise, shine, and excel. Located at 1628 Hyde Park Ave, Hyde Park, Massachusetts. As Luke chapter 178 and 79 tells us, According to the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the path of peace. Now let's listen to today's message from Pastor David. That's going to take time. That involves communication. That is fellowship. That is fellowship. And that cannot be overemphasized. That cannot be stressed too much. Very, very important. We have to spend time with him. We have to wait on him. We have to wait on him. Proverbs 8.34 says to us, Blesses the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. Proverbs 8.34, Blessed is the man, blessed is the woman, blessed is anyone who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. Waiting involves all of that. Involves listening and watching. Waiting on the Lord involves listening and watching. And it takes time. When you talk, talk about waiting, that's, that's time. If you have to wait for something, you look at your time. Oh, can I do it? Oh, I got to catch a train. Oh, I'm going somewhere. Oh, I have another, another appointment. Because you got to wait. Waiting takes time. Now, your patience is being tested. Do you have patience as you're waiting? Are you grumbling when you're waiting? You know? Are you obviously angry as you're waiting? If you're doing all of that, then you don't have patience. Waiting involves patience. Involves time. We talk about waiting all the time. We talk about waiting. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. We love to quote that. We love to say that. Many times we have no clue what we're talking about. Isaiah 40 from verse 27, that scripture. Why do you say, O Jacob? Why do you say, O Rachel? Why do you say, O Michael? My way is hidden from the Lord and my just claim is passed over by my God. God has forgotten me. God doesn't remember me. God doesn't know that I exist. What is going on, Lord? Do you see me? You've forgotten my case. And the Lord says, Have you not heard, O Jacob? Have you not heard, O Michael? Have you not heard, O Rachel? Have you not heard, O Jennifer? Have you not known? Do you know me? Have you heard about me? Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten what you used to know? That I am the everlasting God. The Lord, the creator of the ends of the universe. I don't faint. I'm never weary. My understanding is unsearchable. I actually give power to the faint. I take interest 
in those who are weak. I give them strength, even though I am big, even though I am exalted, even though I am large, even though I am tall, even though I am powerful. I stoop down to look at the weak. I bend over to pick up the lowly. The Lord is not too big that he doesn't see you. Really, it's our experience in the world that when people are too big, we feel very small. We feel unrecognizable. And if a big man says your name and calls you, you'll be like, you know my name? You'll be so excited that they even know you. Amen. Because you feel that they are just too big and you are just too small that they don't care about you. They won't remember you. Say, oh, I saw him about two years ago. He won't remember me. He has many other people. He has big people that he remembers. No, it's not like God. Amen. God remembers you. You don't have to be rich for him to remember you. You don't have to be educated for him to remember you. You don't have to be sophisticated. You don't have to dress nice and look good for him to remember you. He remembers you. He remembers everyone. If I take special interest in those who are humble, who are lowly, who don't have nothing, he remembers, you know, the weak, he remembers the orphans, he remembers. So the people of God are complaining here, and the Lord says, It seems you have forgotten. It seems you don't know me. If you knew me, you won't be saying what you're saying. And it seems there is a problem, or there is a reason why you don't know me. The reason why you don't know me is because you don't wait on me. If you wait on me, you will know me. So the Lord says, you know, to the one complaining, to his people that are complaining, says, I am the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the hands of the universe. I don't faint. I am never weary. My understanding is unsearchable. I give power to the weak, and to them that have no might, I increase strength. Even youth shall faint, and young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon me, they that wait upon me, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You are fainting. You are weary because you have not been waiting on me. If you've been waiting on me, you won't be complaining. You won't be discouraged. If you are waiting on me, you will know that I give power to the faint. Actually, I would have given you power. It's because you are not waiting on me. What a waitress does gives us a picture of what waiting on the Lord means. A waitress stands at attention, paying attention to those who are eating or doing something, you know, like a restaurant. A waitress stands there and just watching to see if there is any mover. As soon as that cup is empty of water, he or she comes around and puts water in it. As soon as you look around to see what's going on, oh, do you need anything? That's what the Lord wants us to do. If we are waiting on him, we'll be like, God, you got something to do? What do you want me to do? You have an errand to run? I'm here. You are right there. You are right there at the gate. You are the post of his door. Every day, it's a daily waiting at the post of my doors. Listening to me. Blessed is the man. Those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Again, waiting suggests patience. It suggests time. It suggests attention. Waiting. There is no way you can be waiting for something or somebody. And somebody will come around and ask you, by the way, what are you waiting for? And you won't be able to say it right away. Because that's what is on your mind as you're waiting. You're thinking about it. 
So if we're waiting on the Lord, we're thinking about the Lord. Waiting takes your attention. Waiting, waiting takes time. Waiting takes patience. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gate, waiting at the post of my doors. God desires to fellowship with his people. Even right from Genesis, we see that. Genesis 3, 8 to 10, says to us, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said, Where are you? Amen. God walked in the midst of the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves, hiding from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Verse 9. Genesis 3 verse 9 now. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? Where are you? You know you are in trouble when God begins to ask you questions. Amen. When God asks you questions, you are in trouble. Hmm? Because what he's asking you, he knows. He knows the answer. So if he's asking you questions, there is trouble. So Adam said, I heard your voice in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked. And I hid myself. There is a lot in that. May the Lord give you understanding. May the Lord give us understanding. Say, sin brings shame and a sense of guilt. Shame causes one to hide. Shame causes one to hide. Sin brings shame and shame basically makes you hide. Shame brings secrecy. Secrecy. Hiding. Secrecy in a relationship prevents true and pleasurable intimacy. Secrecy in a relationship prevents true and pleasurable intimacy. Your openness or transparency determines the depth of your intimacy. Your openness and transparency determines the depth of your intimacy with God. Same is true with humans. If there is something in your heart that you haven't told your wife, you haven't told your husband, that thing becomes a barrier between you and the other person. Remember for you to experience intimacy with God or intimacy with anyone, you got to be open. You got to be open. You got to be naked before them. In this place, uh, Adam couldn't stand to be naked before God. He was hiding because of sin. Sin brings a sense of shame. They were naked before. They were naked before. They were not ashamed. But once sin came in, they became afraid. They had a sense of shame. If we're going to be intimate with the Lord, if we're going to know the Lord, if we're going to know his will, if we're going to know him, we got to have to be open to him. We got to have to tell him everything about our life. You got to have to tell him everything about your life. You got to have to open up your weaknesses. You got to have to open up to him and tell him as if he doesn't know the things that have happened to you, the rejection that you have experienced. The abandonment that you have experienced. All the ugliness that you have experienced in life. You've got to have to tell him. Cast your cares upon him. He cares for you. In the place of fellowship. There is that exchange. And for the exchange to take place. You have to open up. You have to open up. You have to be naked before him. You have to be vulnerable before him. It's only... 
with that you can come very close to him without vulnerability you cannot experience intimacy it is true with humans it is true with God if you're not ready to be vulnerable you're not ready to be intimate I can guarantee you safety with God so you can be free to be vulnerable with God amen you can't be free to be vulnerable before just anybody we hope you have been blessed by today's broadcast come worship with us at day spring chapel located at 1628 hyde park ave in hyde park massachusetts sunday worship is at 1 p.m bible study and prayers on wednesday at 7 30 you may contact pastor david for prayers or counseling at 857-266-0778 extension 2 Until tomorrow at this same time, Monday through Friday, arise, shine, and excel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.